Hey ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome to the final episode of the No Higher Calling podcast for 2021. Not the final episode ever, but the final episode for this first year of the No Higher Calling podcast. What a year it has been. This has been the most incredible journey. And though I still feel so unworthy that God allowed me to be the one to start all of this, I I just, I'm honored that he's given me a part. I'm honored that you have listened, that you have joined in and followed along. And I just pray that it has encouraged you and that it has just helped you in your pursuit of biblical womanhood, in your pursuit of Christ-likeness. So I know an episode just came out yesterday. I don't normally do them back to back, but I had to squeeze in my final reading challenge episode, but I didn't want to end the year on a reading challenge episode, I really just wanted to end with an encouragement episode as we look forward to a new year, to 2022. And maybe you're going back and listening to this episode and we're already into 2022. I think that what I'm going to share with you today will encourage you no matter when you listen to this episode. But as we are literally on the precipice of a brand new year, Um, The Lord has just given me something recently that has just so captivated my thoughts and has so encouraged my heart that I just thought, I've got to share this. I've got to do one last, i got to squeeze one last episode in a year of just amazing episodes that God has allowed me to do or has, has taught me things or has allowed me to interview So much has happened this year through this podcast, and I just really wanted to end it on a really encouraging note, something that you can carry with you into the new year. So a lot of what I want to share in this episode, I'm going to try to keep it brief. I feel like I'm talking a mile a minute, Um, but I don't want to keep it long because it is an extra one, and I'm sure you're busy with wrapping up uh, the end of the year and heading towards a new one, but what I'm going to share with you today actually it was preached at my church recently um, by one of the men in our church, and it just has so spoken to my heart. You know, I've had several different ideas of what I wanted to talk about in this final episode, and when I heard this sermon, the Lord just said, that's it, and some elements of other things you were going to say, I want you to tie in, but this is the message that I want you to leave the ladies with as we close out this year. So I want to talk to you about how to get God's greatest blessing on your life. What would God's greatest blessing in your life be? As we're looking to a brand new year, if you could think and say this, if if I could have this, if I could do this, if I could see this happen, this would be the greatest blessing that God could give me. Um, What might that be? You know, maybe you think, oh, if somebody could just pay my house off or if this, this job promotion would just come through or if God would just heal this person, or if God would work in my child's life, or, you know, it could be an infinite number of things. I think, you know, some of us have similar things, but all of us have unique lives and families and needs, and we could just list 
so many things that we think, oh, if God could just break through in this area, if God could just do this, this would be the greatest blessing going into the new year. And as he shared his message, he told us, what truly is the greatest blessing that God could put on your life? And I'd never heard it presented this way before, but it just kind of blew my mind and and I've been chewing on this and meditating on this through God's word and he was right. He is so right. So we're just going to jump in. Luke 1 uh, verses 46 through 48. It says, And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations of the world shall call me blessed. You know, and we're talking about God's greatest blessing. What would God's greatest blessing be? And we see from the life of Mary and really, this isn't just for Mary, but this is for anybody. The greatest blessing that God could put upon our lives is that he use us for his glory. Now let that sink in for a minute because maybe you haven't heard that before. Maybe you think it's a, a material gain or an answer to prayer or a breakthrough in your life. But, but think about it. In, in all those things, the greatest blessing that God could give to a human being is to have our lives be used for his glory. You know, I think as believers, that's something that we would all say, yes, I, I want the Lord to use my life. I want to be used for his honor and glory. And, you know, my husband and I, as, as we've come through the Christmas season, we've had so many conversations about Mary and about Joseph and about the story and really just kind of looking at it you know, it's something that we grew up hearing all the time, but having a little bit of an adult's perspective, understanding the circumstances that surrounded this Christmas story, you know, we, we tend to look at Mary at now, and we see her as the highly favored, even in some religions as worshipped, and obviously, you know, we don't agree with that. Only Christ is worthy of worship. Um, but Mary is often very praised, put on a pedestal, um, but, you know, in the moment that Mary lived, that is not how she was viewed. You know, people didn't rise up and call her blessed. They didn't say a highly favored one. You know, there was ridicule. There was judgment. There was misunderstanding. There are so many things that, that Mary had to deal with, so many emotions. And yet she, through all that, she was able to see the bigger picture and say, my soul doth magnify the Lord and my spirit hath rejoiced in God, my Savior. Mary understood the blessing that had been bestowed upon her life. God had chosen her out of all women to be the mother of the Messiah, of Christ. And, you know, Simeon and I, again, we were talking about this the other day, and, you know, I was just thinking about Mary. You know, she talks over and over about, she mentions, you know, he regarded me in my low estate. I'm a handmaid of the Lord. You know, a handmaid was like just one of the basest servants in the household. Mary didn't see herself as, as anything special or like, oh yes, Lord, I figured you would send an angel to me. I've been waiting for this day. No, Mary was just faithful, serving in the ordinary everyday life. And, you know, I think that's why God chose to use her. You know, we see this in the life of King David. He wasn't always King David. He was once 
the little shepherd boy that was so insignificant that his father didn't even think to bring him into the lineup of brothers when Samuel came to anoint king. It got to the last one, and Samuel said, do you have any more sons? Somebody's got to be missing. The Holy Spirit said from this family, but I haven't I haven't come across him yet. And then they're like, well, I mean, there is David, but oh, I, he's not a king. But that was the one God chose. And I think it, it was because David was faithful in the ordinary, tending to sheep, being looked over by his brothers. He was faithful. He was just serving God where God had him. And it was out of the ordinary that God plucked Mary, that God plucked David, that God plucked Joseph. So many people through the Bible that God plucked Ruth and said, you know what? Because you were faithful in the ordinary, I have something extraordinary for you. And it may not be like anything you would have ever imagined. It may not be anything according to what your plan for your life was. But just wait, I'm going to use you. I'm going to use you beyond anything you could imagine. You know, I think of Mary. We often think of her as it, more than likely she was young. She was probably somewhere in her teens. And this girl who was just faithful. What was Mary doing when the angel came? Was she washing dishes? Was she making another meal? Was she down by the river washing clothes? What, what was Mary doing? You know, whatever it was. The angel showed up in Mary's ordinary, everyday life, and he said, you know what? I have something for you. God has something for you. God is going to do something extraordinary with you. And, you know, maybe for a moment, all kinds of ideas race through Mary's mind, and I'm speculating here. This is not in scripture, so... I'm just putting myself in Mary's shoes here, so maybe this didn't happen. But maybe for a brief second, Mary would, you know, thought, you know, it had something to do with her marriage with Joseph, or maybe children God would give them, or, or something that God was going to call her and Joseph to. I, I bet it, maybe for that brief moment when the angel says, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast uh, found favor with God. Maybe in between that verse and the next one where he says, You're going to conceive, you know, Mary could have possibly thought, what is it that God has for me? And then the angel said, you're going to conceive a child of the Holy Ghost and his name shall be called Jesus. Wow. I'm not sure that that ran through Mary's mind. Or, you know, I'm thinking about Ruth. You know, Ruth wasn't even a Christian when she married into the family of Naomi. She was not married long and her husband died. Life completely changed. She was faced with a decision. Do I stay where I'm comfortable or do I leave and go to someplace completely unknown? She decided that she was going to forsake all that she knew and that she was going to follow Naomi. She says, Naomi, your God will be my God. Your people will be my people. I don't know what all that means, but I'm going to follow and I'm going to trust. And she did. And here Ruth is in the ordinary, picking up scraps in, you know, in the fields. God says, you're faithful, Ruth. You're faithful. And I can trust you. And I'm going to pluck you out of the ordinary. And I'm going to do something extraordinary with you. What did Ruth think? You know, I, I'm sure her marriage to Boaz was extraordinary enough in and of itself. But God, that wasn't even the end of God's plan for Ruth. That led to, just a few generations later, David was born, King David. And generations from that, Jesus Christ was in that line. And, you know, I, I'm just thinking about these as, I, as I'm thinking about 
letting God have the greatest blessing on your life. Ladies, don't don't be faithful in the ordinary because you're trying to attain the extraordinary. Just be faithful because that's what God has given us. That's what God's given me. That's what God's given you to do in that day. Just serve him. Serve him. And if all he ever has you do is what may be seemingly ordinary and you don't ever feel like you've been picked for the extraordinary, you know what? God does amazing things in the ordinary too. You know, it's in the everyday changing diapers, in the everyday wiping faces and training and playing and loving and reading and teaching. It's in the everyday that I am shaping eternal souls. Then I am raising a generation that I pray will love and follow Christ. And maybe God won't pick me for the extraordinary, but maybe it will be the kids that I invest in. Maybe it will be the young mom that I try to bring under my wing and, and try to encourage and share truth with. You know, I, I, I don't know how God will use me. I don't know how God will use you. But wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, I hope that God looks down and says, hey, she's faithful. She's faithful, whether it's ordinary or extraordinary, whatever it is, I just want to be faithful and I just want to be used by God. I want my life to not be about Brittany and all the details of, you know, born here, died here, and this is some stuff in the middle. I want my life to just be a testimony of this is how God revealed himself to others. This is how God was able to get his truth into the hearts of other people, into the hearts of her children, into her marriage, through this vessel that just said, I'm going to be a conduit of your grace. I'm going to let you pour through me whatever it is that you want to. As we think about just having the greatest blessing on our lives, having God's blessing on our lives, really the first thing to remember is just that Mary was lowly. God uses the lowly. Be faithful in the lowly tasks. Be faithful in the ordinary. Trust God. He knows what he's doing. And, you know, again, I don't know what level of ordinary, extraordinary, I don't know on that scale where God will put my story. I don't know where God will put your story. But wherever he decides to put it is exactly where he wants it for his glory. And I need to be okay with that. I need to be okay that with wherever on that scale, wherever he plugs my life, that, that I'm content and I'm just going to faithfully serve and trust. The next thing that we see that is kind of maybe a characteristic of, of a person who is allowing their life to be used of God, who is allowing God to use their life, who is allowing God to pour that blessing of a used life on them, is that they listen. And this is seen in the life of Joseph in Matthew um, 1 talks about, so before they were came together, Mary and Joseph, she was found a child of the Holy Ghost. Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But when he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. She shall bring forth a son, shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the prophet, saying, um, Behold, a virgin shall conceive a child. So it goes a little bit through the prophecy. And then it says, Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord hath bidden him, and took unto him his wife. So Joseph didn't question. Joseph didn't argue. 
Joseph didn't say, okay, wait, God, we need to have a conversation about this. What exactly are you asking me to do? Joseph didn't say, okay, Lord, I'll obey, but what are the ramifications? Like, are, are you going to, are you going to clear our reputation? Are you going to, like, what is the end of this going to look like? Joseph didn't do any of that. God just said, look, understand or not, whether people understand or not, take Mary to be your wife. Joseph got up, he took Mary to be his wife. And, and I love that. That is, that's amazing. The faith that Joseph had where, you know, he just simply said, okay, I'm going to obey. And, you know, I have to think that in a decision as big as in the midst of all of these circumstances, in probably the heartbreak, Joseph loved Mary. You know, I'm sure he didn't understand what was going on. I mean, he thought that she broke his heart. He thought that she broke his trust. And the Holy Spirit, the angel of the Lord, explains this to him. And Joseph just says, okay. For Joseph to so quickly listen and obey in this huge life-changing moment, I have to think that Joseph's life had been characterized by quick obedience to Christ. When the Lord spoke to Joseph, Joseph obeyed. He had determined that he was just simply going to obey. You know, that reminds me of Daniel. You know, there's a verse in the Bible that Daniel purposed in his heart. Daniel just decided, hey, I'm going to obey. I'm going to follow the Lord. No matter what, I'm I'm determined. I'm predetermined to follow him. And I think that leaves us such a good example. You know, that when, when the Lord speaks, when the Lord moves, when the Lord says to do something, we just say yes. You know, I'm thinking about this podcast it's been almost a year ago now that I felt like the Lord was leading me into this. And boy, did I not act like Joseph. I just argued with the Lord. I gave him all the reasons. I was a Moses. You know, I can't speak, Lord. Why me? I can't speak. You know, and, and there's just better options out there. I did not listen right away. Um... God used my husband to just encourage me and be like, "You, if God put it on your heart, you need to follow and see where he leads with that. And this is where he's led a year later. And I am so excited to see how he's going to lead into the next year and just what he's going to do through this. And, you know, I, I don't look at this podcast. I don't look at any of the outlets of No Higher Calling like they're mine. You know, <laughs> the only reason I have any of this is because of what God is doing in my life. You know, if, if, if this was just Brittany sit down and talk about Brittany, I would have nothing to say. And anything that I would have to say would just be junk. Um, I hope that, that all that I share just comes out of the overflow, out of the abundance of what Christ is doing in my life. But but I, I do believe that God is using this, this platform, that God is using this podcast to, to get truth. And, and I hear from you all on such a regular basis that that is being accomplished. And that's just because it is, it's his, it's his, he's the one that is working through this. Again, I'm just, I'm just the vessel. I'm just the clay pot that is like, you've asked me to dump out the water. Okay. I'm going to dump out the water. I, I'm just, I'm just simply going to do what you asked me to do. Now, again, I, I wish I would have just obeyed right away the first time, but the Lord has taught me that obedience equals his blessing. Again, we're talking about having blessing on a new year, having a blessed life, to let, you know, having the blessing of letting God use your life. It requires obedience. 
It is not. It does not come from a person that argues, that complains, that questions, that tries to sort it all out. No, it just comes from simple obedience. God's asked me to do this. I'm going to go obey. I'm predetermining what God brings into my life in this next year. I want to obey. I want to follow. I don't want to question. I just want to trust him. Uh, quickly wrapping this up, two more things I want to look at, two more qualities that we see in different people that God used in this Christmas story. Um, the next one would be the shepherds. You know, God came to the shepherds again in, in the middle of ordinary, in the middle of them, just another day, another night of watching the sheep, protecting the sheep, taking care of the sheep and boom, angels in the sky. And their lives were changed forever. They got to experience something extraordinary. And I don't know what happened to those shepherds after this Christmas story. We we don't really hear about them again. But I have to think that that extraordinary moment God used to forever change their lives, their witness, their testimony. But, you know, these, these shepherds were faithful in their labor. You know, they, they were just laboring. They were just working. They were serving. And God shows up. And and God shows shepherds. You know, Simeon and I. Okay, okay. So, yeah, we've been having a lot of conversations about Mary. We were laughing. And, you know, I, as a mom who's had three babies, who's going to be having another baby in a few months, I was just thinking, it's just really captivated my thoughts that Mary had Jesus in a stable. And they wrapped him in swaddling clothes. And just the limited resources they had because of the place that they were at. And and I got to think, and here Mary is. She had just given birth. There was no shower. There was no bathtub in this stable. Um, So there's Mary in the middle of her mess of childbirth. And she's got this newborn baby, the Holy Messiah, in her arms. And she's a new mama you know, this is new for her. This is new for Joseph. Um, they're surrounded by these animals, and they're figuring things out. You know, I'm thinking about Mary trying to feed the Lord Jesus, you know, her baby, and she's trying to figure out nursing in the middle of this stable. And, and you know, all of a sudden they get this knock on the stable door, and they're like, okay, who is this? And Joseph goes, and, like, I just I picture in my mind him turning around looking at Mary and be like, oh, Mary? There's a bunch of shepherds out here that said an angel came to them and they want to come and worship the Lord. So, I, you know, I'm imagining is Mary like kind of scrambling to like, you know, okay, well, let me quit feeding Jesus. Let me kind of cover and get somewhat appropriate. But, you know, it, it wasn't about Mary. You know, it they weren't there for Mary. They were there for the Christ child. And I would have to imagine that as this event unfolded, I doubt that much attention was given to Mary and to her mess and to her her vulnerable moment. But Mary allowed God to use that moment, not only in her life, but in the life of the shepherds as they came in and as they worshiped the Christ child. And I just think it's so amazing that as these shepherds were faithful, as they were just doing what they were called, what they were given to do, God gave them this amazing night this amazing encounter with the Christ child. And it's just, it's so incredible to me. But, you know, we've got to be laboring for the Lord. God's not going to use us. God's not going to give us a greater opportunity to serve him if we're not faithful in the ones that he's given us. You know, I'm even thinking back it way up. 
back it up. You know, you have prayer requests that God wants, that you want God to answer. You have things that you want God to break through. We've, we talked about at the beginning. You had blessings come to your mind that you want for this new year. Are you faithful in laboring in your local church? Are you even faithful to church? You know, that's one thing that has broke my heart going through this COVID. And I'm thankful that we had online church for the time that we had it. Praise the Lord that we were still able to worship in the midst of an odd season of life. And I'm thankful for live stream services when I have sick kids or when something inhibits me from being at church. But so many people have replaced church with online church and there's so much more that God intended for church, for his people through the group and corporate worship and service that happens in a church. Sitting at home, watching a sermon, that is not church. That is not obeying the command to not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. So, as we're thinking about the shepherds, how they were faithful in laboring, how God used them, how God was able to use their lives for his glory. As we're thinking about our lives, ladies, we need to back it all the way up and say, are we being faithful? Are we being faithful in the ordinary? Are we being faithful to listen and obey? Are we being faithful in our labor? Are we even being faithful to the simple commands that God has given to not forsake the assembling of yourselves, to to bring the tithes and the offering, to serve, to teach, to love our husbands, to love our children, to train them up according to God's word. And that's such a challenge for me. You know, I think so many times we just expect God to break through in our life and we are not even willing to do the simple things that he's asked us to. So that's just a challenge to analyze and to think in our own lives. We've got to be faithful. We've got to be faithful if we want this blessing, if we want God to use our lives, if we want God to receive glory from our lives. We've, we've got to be doing what we're supposed to do. And then the last thing uh, from Matthew 2 that I want to bring out is that God uses those who are looking, and we see that in the wise men. You know, we've had quite a few conversations with our kiddos as we've studied the wise men throughout Christmas, as we've talked about, you know, there might not have been three wise men. They did not come when Jesus was a baby. It said he was in a house. So this makes us think it's a little bit after his birth, possibly a year or two after his birth. Just different things surrounding the story of the wise men. Sometimes some things that we have just gotten in our head from songs or pictures or whatever, but really studying out God's word, what it says about them. But just the fact that they were looking, they knew God's word. They had studied God's word. They knew that, hey, these signs have been given. These prophecies has, have been given. And as we have researched and immersed ourselves in the scriptures, we are aware enough to realize this is the time. It's happening. The Messiah is born and we have got to go find him. And, you know, that led them on quite the journey. They didn't know where they were headed. You know, they they didn't, there were twists and turns in that story of them getting to Jesus and leaving Jesus that they, they didn't have all mapped out. But again, they trusted. They let God use them. They were looking 
for the Messiah. They were looking to worship God with their lives. And, and it's just in these different different areas, as we talked about Mary and her being lowly, as we talk about Joseph and being quick to listen, the shepherds, faithful in their laboring, the wise men looking, being intent, wanting to see Christ, wanting to see God's gift to the world, wanting to experience that and share it with others. We see these different characters, these different people in the Christmas story and how God used each piece, each person to have his plan fulfilled, to have him receive glory. And what that means to us all these years later, I mean, here we are, how many years from Christ's birth, and we're studying the lives of these people. We're gleaning truth from what God did in the lives of these people. And I think that's that's what I want for me. That's what I want for you ladies, is I just want us to be used of God. However he sees fit, whatever that looks like, I want God's greatest blessing on my life and my home in 2022. And I think you'd agree with me. I think you'd echo that. But, but God's greatest blessing is for us to be used by him. So whatever that looks like, let's just, let's determine, hey, we're, we're going to, we're going to have these things, these characteristics in our lives. We're going to allow God to use us as he sees fit. And we're just going to trust. We're going to be faithful. We're going to serve. So that's what I have for you, ladies. I hope that wraps up this year and gives you a challenge and encouragement for this new year to just let God work in your life and follow him and just watch as his plan and as his story for you unfolds because it's just the most incredible journey um, just, just in our life as we've seen God's guiding hand step by step. And there's things in our future that, that we don't know how God's guidance and how God's plan is going to unfold, but we can trust him. We can trust him. He's been faithful every step of the way, and he will continue to be faithful. Let me close out this episode, and I will join you ladies next year. Father, I just thank you so much that you choose to use us. Lord, though that's kind of unfathomable in my mind why a perfect and holy God would choose to use human beings who fail again and again to see your work accomplished in this world, I, I just, I, I magnify you. I, my, my soul praises you that you desire to use our lives. I pray that you will, Lord, help us to be usable. Lord, may we not do anything to render us useless. May we be faithful in our service. May we be faithful in the ordinary. May we be quick to listen and always looking to your word for truth. And I just, I pray, Lord, that whatever it is that you have for my life, for this podcast, for the ladies that are listening in this new year, that we will just achieve it for your honor and for your glory and just for the furtherance of your gospel in this world. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.